Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, how you guys doing? Welcome to the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat with Brothers Comics as we walk our way through classic stories of the uncanny X-Men. On the line tonight, I have my two favorite mutants, uh, mutant number one. It's Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. Hey, yo. Yes. What timeline are we from this week? I guess I would have to be the bad guy. So, old man. (laughs) Oh, okay. Old man Beavis, I like it very much so. And my other mutant on the line tonight is the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Can you off on mutants? No, I'm apparently number two status, but uh, that's all right. What? I think it, I think it flips. I think it goes. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I'm just it does. I usually keep it in when I'm number two. I don't feel the need to lash out and prove myself. But, you know, yeah. Well, I do. So. <laughs> well, you know what? In honor of it being Black History Month, I probably should have flipped that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Be able to go right, first for something. They were saying. That's fun. But as you haven't been listening, or if you have been listening, you know we have been walking through what we have been calling the Paul Smith era on Uncanny X-Men. Uh, his very, very short run, shorter than what we thought it was even when we started doing this, um, his coming to an end with these last two issues. Um, we have seen... Um, Storm turned to punk rock storm. We have seen Wolverine use up all his airline miles from Canada to Japan. Um, We have seen Charles not be able to walk, and that's going to continue here for at least for a little bit. And we have seen the Cyclops pimp game tour uh, travel (laughs) over many parts of the United States. The only thing it hasn't done is gone international. But wait, there is the we, there is this issue coming up. Um, where we last left off, Wolverine gets stood up at the altar. Uh, Mariko uh, thinks he's not worthy, but really he probably is worthy, but she has been influenced by um, Mastermind, spoiler alert, that um, she got inside, he got inside her mind and kind of turned her against him. And everybody has been introduced to Madeline Pryor, the Jean Grey clone, air quotation, uh, spoiler alert, and um, at the wedding. And so that's basically where we're picking up is episode 174. Did I miss anything, Sandman? No, you pretty much hit it straight up or, uh, at the beginning of uh, uh, – these are the last two issues to Paul Smith, right? With this one and yes, the this big, is uh, double – 175. Yeah, what you said was right about uh, how short his run was. I didn't realize it was that quick and he was out, you know. It's, it's a yeah. damn shame. Cause, uh, 
uh, truly enjoyed his artwork in this. And, uh, yeah, he was out. He won the shebang issue, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I think we're. I think we counted it at nine or eight. Yeah. Yeah, it, which it's is the really, you know really the better part of the year almost, but still. Yeah, you know, well, with one yeah. double issue, so one um, double issue. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but with that being said, I've already kind of peeked ahead a little bit. We get, um, I can't which one it is now. It's John Ramita Jr. I believe is the next one that picks up the book. Uh, who's going to run yes. it through all the way to hunt all the way through at least issue two hundred? Was that right, Brother Beavis? Yeah, I think I. Remember that I remember. I'm pretty sure he does like the trial of Magneto cover. Yeah, a lot of the characters start it. to get pretty sketchy under his era. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and it jumps around a little bit too, especially when you get to the era with um, where Storm loses her powers and whatnot as mm-hmm. well. So um, right, okay, right. all right. So yeah, so we'll jump into 174. The book is titled Romances by Chris Claremont and Paul Smith, um, and it picks up in outer space. Um, after leaving the wedding in Japan, uh, Cyclops has taken, you know, man, fuck Cyclops, man, setting the bar kind of high. You know, not, a regular not dude, like a hot air balloon ride or something. No, you got to take it. You know, hey, let's get exactly. Hey, hey, baby, let's go look at the planes leaving the airport and shit. Nah, bitch, I'm taking you to space. Top of that, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, anybody that would came up after Cyclops was going to be a serious yeah. freaking deficit. Um, yep. But, yes, so he takes her out to space. You'd have to be things. like a demon lord to hit that after. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, so, yes, he takes her to space. It's also to meet his surrogate like uncles and cousins and stuff uh, with um, the star jammers. Um, <laughs> I was reading this and I was thinking about Brother Davis and uh, his line about cat bitches. Um, <laughs> he had to get to meet his, um, his pseudo stepmother, pseudo stepmother who's, you know, confirming that, you know, his pimp game did come from his father. That's his daddy's <laughs> girlfriend. That is not his pseudo stuff. Yeah. Corsair is oh. not making an honest cat out of her. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, from the this look? is probably like the most words uh, that she, like in her, like 90% of the words that come out of the cat lady's mouth, I think, are in this book. Yes. Well, I mean, but she's yeah. giving him the uh, the opportunity to be like, hey, man, you know, you're doing it right, Scott, you know, just like your daddy did me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I was just like, wow, man, that's so that's that's where you got it from, man. Apple don't mm-hmm. fall fall too far from the tree. Um, but yes, this is this is just a way to get us off world, and it's also a way to get binary back into the book. Uh, Carol Danvers makes a reappearance. She says, "Yeah, I did beat shit out of Rogue, um, not into the moon and stuff." <laughs> it felt good, but too. yeah, yeah, but that's you know that's neither here nor there. But yeah, so. She's hanging with the Star Jammers now, and again, we got at some point in time we're gonna have to do a Carol Danvers uh, like timeline to kind of see where all of this goes. Um, yeah, it's gonna take some research. This has been this is yeah, a lot of stuff. Because, yeah, because now she's with the you know she was with the X Men, she's with the Star Jammers. You know, it, it, it her her character arc kind of intrigues me, and I definitely lost track of it probably whenever she leaves this book. I, I was yeah, poking at it after we talked about it last time, and I don't think she was in a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
after this until she reappeared in like Avengers Volume Four with um, when George Perez took back over. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, and, and, and again, she's such a huge character in the Marvel universe right now. Um, so mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to kind of look at that a little bit sometime. All right. Um, and yes, the thought is is that Cyclops now that he's he's not married, but he's in that kind of well, spoiler alert. He's in that in that mind frame that, you know, where's my life at now? Do I stay with the X-Men but get married and, you know, start my life anew? Do I go, you know, hang out in space with my father, you know, and, you know, reconnect with him? I've only known him for 20-some-odd issues now or 30-some-odd issues. You know, like what – where is he – where is he going to be in his station in life at this point in time? Um, and he's not really sure. Our other couple mm-hmm. shift is back to Lilandra and Charles. Charles still can't walk. He still has the psychic block on his yeah. leg. Um, <laughs> and at a point now, Lilandra's like, man, nigga, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't come across the universe with this bullshit. I mean, really? Yeah. She's like, come on, son. You can't walk still. <laughs> Crafted you this brand new body. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a bad joke. I'm tired of doing reverse cowboy. <laughs> What's the missionary out of that chair? Damn it! Okay. Oh, so, uh, her outfit's awful. pretty comical on here too. Well, yeah, it's, it's freaking. Uh, Both of them, that, really. Yeah, what was that Jane Fonda video back uh, in the eighties? The exercise yeah. video. Yeah, whatever. The now, sweating with the oldies was Richard Simmons. Is um, oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the name was, but yeah, I remember the right. cover. She looked, yeah, flash dance, yeah. dance reject looking. Yeah, stuff she's got the there. the leg warmers and everything. He's still mm-hmm. kind of playing his big hutch too. Stopped. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's basically she's saying, you know, you got, we got to, I got to go, I got to go back to space. <laughs> um, <you> know. <laughs> Uh, I, you Wait, know, I can't do this yeah. anymore. Like, yeah, I mean, but she tells him too. Like, if you want to come with me, you can. And you know, his response is, "Well, I think my responsibilities lie here with you know the X Men and the New Mutants." She's like, "Well, mm-hmm. my allegiance lies to getting my crazy ass sister off the throne of the Shi'ar." So you know, we're at an impasse with this relationship, with neither one of them wanting to bend or go. Um, we've talked sure. a little bit about on this podcast and others, like. At this point, Charles is really kind of pointless for the team, wouldn't you say, Brother Beavis? Yeah, and there's overlap here with New Mutants, but I'm not sure he was doing anything more useful over there. He was just right. kind of being it. He was. It's sort of interesting if you put the two together. It's like he's marginalized in this one, so he takes it out on New Mutants consistently. Uh, right. But yeah, he like mm-hmm. he tries to undo all his mistakes over here. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they're all off having their various forms of hookups and he's stuck in this chair sweating it out with his big socks. So yeah. <laughs> not much of a Yeah, that's some seventy yeah. socks too, yeah. Yeah. Well and, I mean and how does he you know, I can't respect that dude. I mean he's all right when he's in the chair, but when you got working legs you can't walk, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you change your mind and walk. Just change your mind, fool. Walk. Damn, is he? <laughs> all right. So yeah. but yeah, so I mean, do you feel that he's any more useful to the team, Sandman, whether he's walking or not walking at this point? Useful? No. I mean, he had pretty much been a background character for a minute now. I mean, from, I mean, when was the last time Professor X actually, you know, was pretty much in charge of the X-Men before the uh, new team? I mean, he gathered the new team together and 
kind of then Cyclops kind of took over from there, you know, and he was just kind of the uh, the old man in the background, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, they never really resolve his role if he's not the teacher of children. And once yeah. once these are like grown ass mutants, then he doesn't <laughs> yeah. really have anything to do, and he's pulled away so can like the. They just pull him out of the story, so they never really have him engaged long enough to figure out what is he if he's not like their senior mentor. Right. They, they never and, they never yeah. become equals, but at the same time, they don't really need him. And when we spin yeah. it ahead, yeah. because this is leading right up into Secret Wars at this time too, where he does right. mm-hmm. or is able to magically walk again on Battleworld yeah. when he tries Battle to be World. a field a field leader. You know, people are like. Listening yeah. to you, why am I following your orders? And yeah. each time he does give some orders, that you know, it kind of leads to shenanigans, you know, for the mm-hmm. X Men. So, um, yeah. I mean, it, it, he's dead now in the current continuity, and mm-hmm. I don't see, I don't read anything where everybody's like, you know what, we should bring Charles back. Like it's just he's, you know, I think he might have already outlived his usefulness, and as many right. times as they killed him previously. They kept bringing him back. I don't know that that's going to happen anymore. Like I was like, eh, you know, I think we might have lived and gone by it uh, at a point. So, but anyway, um, we shift back to space again. Tychopsis is very contemplative about what he's going to do. They did have a long conversation, uh, Lalandra and Charles, about you know knowing that Scott's you know his his nostrils are fully wide open. He's so in love with uh, with Madeline Pryor. They've known each other as we count about seven issues. Um, so, of <laughs> that, yeah. Hey, I mean, speaking of long and, conversations, by the way, Chris Claremont is at his Claremontiest in this movie. <laughs> yes, yes there are so much dialogue. So much dialogue. I mean, you get your seventy-five cent worth. Yeah. Um, but you ain't lying. Yeah. Uh, and the the funny thing is, uh, Brother Beavis, it, it it gets worse. Like later on, <laughs> like it does. Like I mean, it literally gets worse. Like the thought boxes and stuff get so much more. I'm like, golly, dude, you are literally painting pictures. But man, geez, we like like slow it down just a little bit. Um, our other shift to a couple is back to uh, Mariko and Logan. Logan is a jilted bridegroom. Um, and he's searching all over Japan to find Mariko. He finds her, you know, and basically like, you owe me an explanation about what happened. Now, having been Logan in certain situations um, in my life, in this situation, (laughs) I wish I could give 1983 Logan some advice. Uh, Whenever you do this, uh, you come off like a bitch. It usually don't come out well, yeah. 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 It just yeah. doesn't usually work out where you're like, hey, t- talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> Honestly, he, if, he, if he had shown up with a trench coat and a radio, it might have worked out better. <laughs> if he, if he, yeah, right. he didn't say anything, it might have worked like, out better. For it's like, like the Richard Pryor bit. The, the matter you get, the calmer she gets. Exactly. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just it just doesn't work out for him. And you know, I mean it is a, a messed up kind of way for him to go out. I think it also gives a little bit more character depth so for Logan. Um as he's made his kind of trip down um you know from from the Wolverine Limited series through the non wedding to this point and then when he actually leaves this and gets back to the X Men, it's actually a good character arc for him. 
finally right. you get some development and feelings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But basically, um, that pretty much that's it. You know, Mariko's like, that's it. We're not getting back together ever, ever getting back together. And <laughs> she sends him on his way. <laughs> and, um, you know, he, I'm trying to think of any, is there any other Mariko story where they come back together like where he's in you know in some sort of relationship with her and i can't remember any either you remember any story where they get back together like occasionally she'll like ask him to come help and stuff like that like yeah exactly boyfriend but that's about it right but yeah Yeah, not no there's no story though yeah you'll see her like behind the scenes kind of like trying to help wolverine through you know through her resources or whatever she can, because, you know, uh, she'll pop up every now and then, but no, no, no story arcs at all. This is pretty much it as far as I know. Well, the other thing, too, is, like, I mean, I felt this way in particular for the movie. Like, it, I didn't never, I never got, like, what the deep connection was that made their relationship work or happen in any way anyway, and I don't see it in the comic either. You know, right. it's not clear to me mm-hmm. why this is the love of his life that he's going to marry after seven issues. Uh, right, which is basically yeah. what X Men do, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. get it in quick. <laughs> well, <laughs> also there is that brother Beavis, and there's also the resolution of it is so quick as well. It's like, yeah, well, we're not together no more. Bye. All right, bye. You know, next issue, and then you know he's back on his plane, headed back to New York, and it doesn't. You know, I mean, there is closure, I guess, but. You know, it it always seemed in the limited series that they were kind of setting them up to be with Yuriko, not Mariko. And yeah, I didn't. Yeah, Yukio. Sorry. She, yeah, Yukio. Yukio. Like, yeah, she, she definitely wanted to get with him. So yeah. yes, she did, and he, he didn't he want no that. part. <laughs> no part. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's just yeah, and yeah, the movie kind of played all with all of that too. He was like, yeah, you know, I saved your grandfather back in World War Two. You know, let's hook up. Bye. <laughs> I got some pizza. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, I mean, yeah, it didn't make any sense. All right. And the book also shifts to our next couple, which is Kitty and uh, yeah, and Peter, fan favorite. Yeah. Uh, yes. And she's reading a Star Wars comic book. This came out around the time of Empire, if I'm not mistaken. Um. So she's got her dragon with her as well. She's you know, I mean, we got to handle this as delicate as possible, but with humor involved as well. Like, you know, Peter's a tortured artist. Okay. She's not necessarily his muse, but she's also a teenage girl who has a huge crush on this kid. Now she's again, 13. He's probably 17, maybe 18. Um, it's awkward. Uh, again, reading it now and, they would have never yeah. written this the other way around, you know, where he was pursuing her, where mm-hmm. that would have been creepy. But if she's, you know, trying to play up in the division, it's like, I guess it's okay. And, you know, they have this moment where she's using her powers, which are kind of nebulous at this point. Like, I can phase through stuff, but now I can walk on the air. And yeah, yeah, air walk. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Where, what? Right, yeah. And I can hold people and do it at the same time, too. I'm like, huh? My phasing powers, what? But whatever. And they wind up sharing a kiss, um, like 
Well, I, would you call it sharing a kiss? I mean, she kind of threw herself at him, brother. Really, I right? wouldn't say sharing a kiss. <laughs> yeah. His reaction yeah. is, mm, 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 mm. yeah. Well, <laughs> she just she just plants it on his ass. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and he does blush. Um, but yeah. you know, also Peter doesn't have a lot of experience with girls either. Either so, I mean, it, in a None. sense, it makes a little bit of like it. It would make sense that they would hook up. But the age difference is kind of, to me, again, looking at it from, the, from you know, long 30 years perspective, is kind of awkward. Um, yeah. But yeah, when I was younger, I didn't, yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't seem to seem And so it, what I had read was this didn't yeah. sit well with Jim Shooter either, and that's why he sort of mandated the story in Secret Wars that mm-hmm. they were going to break up. So you okay. know, they used the, the alien chick and all that, yeah. 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 No, I mean, and that's probably, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said in the, in the preview I put out, I was, you know, like, yeah, Peter continues his, you know, road to being a statutory rapist. You know, like, <laughs> where was this going to go? Because if it doesn't break up, I mean, you're going to wind up having to deal with it in that sense, too. Like, hey, um, you know, it's a natural progression of a relationship between teenagers. That at some point in time, they're going to do the horizontal Watusi. And, you know, where's that, you know, what the seventeen-year-old had sex with the fourteen? What? You know that's going to be weird. So I'm glad they kind of take it apart. Um, Storm, as leader of the X-Men, takes over the cock-blocking role for Xavier um, and drops in on her log. Yeah, I know y'all ain't fucking in my room. Um, y'all bitches got to go. Yeah, I might have to take that shit someplace. As big as this mansion is, y'all got to do this shit in here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so she's got she's punk rock storm. If you remember, Kitty had the whitest white girl reaction of all time to uh, Storm's new look. Like, how could you? Like, but she ain't about you. <laughs> like, so I wish they would have written that. Like, you know, this ain't about you. No Hello Kitty and stuff. But yeah, they're a little bit embarrassed, and they're Kitty's more shocked at the fact that Aurora sto- threw away all of her plants. Like, she finally turned her her loft into a loft. You know, she's got some modern furniture in there, and, you know, she's all ready and steady. Um, and Kitty's still having a hard time accepting it. It, it is what it is. And again, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they wrote this in the sense that, like, oh, Kitty is, you know, kind of being like a, a, a ignorant little whatever white girl. But I also think they wrote it from a sense of her being so naive that it comes off as obnoxious. Um, yeah. Anybody agree or disagree with this? I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. fairly obnoxious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very anyway, though. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then our final couple is um, Nightcrawler and Rogue. Rogue uh, got hit with some sort of nebulizer or something by Viper at the end of <laughs> issue one seventy three. Um, and she's in recovery mode. She's not nearly as invulnerable as she thought she was. And then Kurt has to give her the Chris Claremont treatment of explaining the situation of Jean Grey and the <laughs> Phoenix to her. And um, he wastes no – Kurt was getting paid by the word. Um, <laughs> uh, he gave it up big time. And I mean He's like, big time. Who's Jean Grey? He's like, oh, it's a good thing you asked because she's going to show up like every five issues, fifty <laughs> issues, even though she's dead. He was like, oh, this is Jean. really going to be useful information for you. He was like, yeah, you yeah. need to know about this bitch because she just pops yeah. up wherever the hell. 
They should have had raise their hand like, is this going to be on the final? <laughs> it looks like he's reading off. He sounds like he's reading off a Wikipedia page too. Gene, as Marvel Gene. Called, was a founding member of the X Men. In later years, she became a being of unimaginable power. Oh, it's just you could almost see him like sit down in the chair, cross his legs. Oh, all right, everybody, ready for story time, children? People, people, settle, people, settle, settle. All right. The quiet in the back. Can you tap the mic? Can you hear me in the back? <laughs> All right. So yeah. he gives her the entire story, um, and then his actual boo is brought up with Amanda. I keep wanting to call her Amanda Waller, I and mean, I know they have nothing. Talk about completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then back to Jean and or Jean. See, back to Madeline and Cloud. You don't, Jean. Yeah. I hope he didn't make that mistake in, you know, during the uh, horizontal Olympics. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about awkward. Yeah, yeah it'd be real awkward. Um, yeah. But, yes, Cyclops has uh, made, uh, I was going to say, the mistake many men have made. But, yes, <laughs> he did make the mistake that many men, well, he's marrying his rebound chick. Um, so, he has proposed. She has well, said yes. You know, technically, he's had three rebound chicks leading up to this. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, something that I had a little note on, I, I guess I couldn't find my notes, but I remember reading this and thinking this. Where is Cyclops' monetary income coming from? That's a good damn question. Because it looks I like a no nice idea. size rock. It looks like a nice size rock on Madeline's hand. Where, where, where are you getting money from? Dude, all he has to do is use his ruby cord, uh, just pulverize the coal <laughs> with his concussive blast. Oh, you're full of Superman. He, make oh, he made his own. Yeah. He made his own. Oh, okay. I was about to say, because... Plus, his dad's a space pirate, so he could be like, hey, he uh, might have stole it. Don't ask, but you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. I'm going to give you this ring. It's called the M-Cron Crystal. I was going to say, that's <laughs> like, Isn't this ring. That's really pretty. What do you call it? The M-Cron Crystal. Yeah. I think Gene might be trapped inside, so, you know, please let me know. <laughs> that was my whole page. Yeah. It's all yours. Yeah. If you see somebody yeah. look back at you, it might not be your reflection. I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't touch it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, they're back on the plane. Um, uh, they're, she's flying one of, I guess, her cargo things for the people that she works for back to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, a priest drops something on the or something on the floor as Cyclops is checking on everything, and he gives him a picture. It's a picture of Gene, and you know Cyclops. And he's already inside his head about what he's done anyway. And now this the priest gives him this, and he's like, "What is that?" And now he goes in complete Claremont mode too. Well, this is Gene, and this, and, and it's a complete like freaking freak out mode for Cyclops. And mm-hmm. we all know that the priest is actually mastermind. I actually went back when I saw this. I actually had to go back and watch the X Men the animated series to think oh, if they yeah. used like when Morris was the yeah. priest. Yeah, and the, when they got married, I was wondering if there was uh-huh, any like correlation, right. and it wasn't. But um, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, so, I think he might have used the same appearance when he was screwing with Gene the first time. I want to say as the he, yes, I believe you're right as the the priest. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep, and he's looking to get revenge, mastermind. 
And um, I mean, and again, Cyclops is completely in his thoughts about everything at this point. They drive out to where they're staying. You see your appearance of Jason Wingard, and then Cyclops because he can't help himself. He can't. <laughs> he just can't. He cannot help himself from doing this. So like, and you, you honestly, when you're reading the book and you read 170 whatever issues up to this point. And especially in this storyline, you know this is coming. It's it's like the Chase and Amy scene where Ben Affleck <laughs> asked him to have a threesome. Like you know he's going to ask. It's like, until <laughs> thinking oh, of like uh, I'm like uh, uh, whatever that lady like don't do it. Just don't. <laughs> and don't you, do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Don't say it. And sure enough, whatever goes, you hey, do. Are you Gene and shit? <laughs> Oh, and boy. she hauls off Ooh, and gives him a yeah. whammy jammy uh, 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 across yeah, his uh, face, which is the perfect your, time to talk yeah. about the limitations of your of your blast and how they work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need the cold blaster. No, it could change my ruby. Blaster blast fire. Yeah. 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 Really? Is that how that works? I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, well, her excuse just, just, just this time because she did molly whop him to use one of your good words. Is I mean, that is, damn, it looked like her. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Yeah. Um, if my significant other uh, cold cocks me across the face, first thing I wanted to say as I hit the ground ain't going to be my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't going right. to be the first words to come out my mouth because I'm not going to be worried about that. And the way she hit him, he should be worried about his molars. <laughs> um, and his incisors, um, because yeah, yeah. she cold cocks homeboy like and knocks him completely down. And it's like seriously, I mean, it's like don't do it, man. Yeah, are you Phoenix? I mean, and it's just because he's Cyclops <laughs> and he can't help himself. He's <laughs> just a start of his down. Well, this well, start of it is continuation of his downward spiral. Yeah, and it is, but I mean, actually, when we get to 175, it's one of the best Cyclops issues in the entire run of the X Men. One of the best. Like, yeah, I, I would, yeah. you know, say for maybe like the Proteus saga, which y'all, I didn't do that one with y'all, but when he, you know, takes yeah. on the whole team and defeats him himself, too. I mean, this is the, I mean, not the same thing, but it's one of the great mm-hmm. issues for Cyclops in 175. Um, but yes. Mm. He's yeah. like, I'm but, sorry. I mean, that's where you get to, like, the reason he's been the fixture on the team is because. Like outside of his identity as Cyclops and the team leader, he does he doesn't have a strong identity. He I mean he's he just he destroys you know his all his relationships fall apart outside of that. The only thing he's really good at is being the leader of the X Men. He yeah. basically sucks at everything else. It's pretty much a established storyline with him. That's when they do it over and over again. Pretty much what he just did too. Yeah, and then and again, you know, we're breaking down his, you know, his character or whatever. You know, he's an orphan. I mean, there's always going to be those senses of insecurity, people possibly leaving him. I mean, there's always going to be that stuff there, and that's fine. It's just um, when it comes to Gene, he's got a complete and total blind spot to it that has existed even since he's been dead. Like he just, you know, it it's driven him oh, yeah. to a, a point where he's not. Like now he's not fully formed, like it, you know, where they had done a good job of making him a fully formed character at a point, you know, who can be awesome in certain spots and then kind of a, a dick in others. They just mm-hmm. made him; he just completely forgot about the awesome parts that he had. And I think they let public perception of Cyclops dictate that as well, because people are like, oh man, Cyclops is a dick. Like, well, I guess we should <laughs> turn him into a dick then. Yeah, like, oh, much. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, they well, let the, the perception turn on him. 
Plus, his, his dad's a space pirate who ran out of him to fuck cat bitches. So, I mean, yeah. there's that, too. It's not like he has a role model. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I wonder how much, like, the, the, the movies play into, like, where we end up with Cyclops as a, as a comic book character. Because I mean, he was completely marginalized in the movies, uh, sort of embarrassingly, embarrassingly so by the time we get to the third one. Um, yeah, well, you, you can tell how much they, how or how little he meant to him. They killed his ass off in that that awful third yeah. one. I mean, now they have kind of brought him back, and you know, a lot of issues with that version of Cyclops too, because he's mm-hmm. not true to yeah. the character really. But yeah, yeah, they, they that was the Wolverine show, and if you want your name wasn't Wolverine or Magneto or Gene, they had no use for Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, like, but, well, we need somebody to be a stick in the mud. Let's pick mm, <laughs> you, but, okay, but that's not because, what he is. That's the heart. That's the no. thing. It's like it's easy to write it that way, and it's easy mm-hmm. to perceive it that way. But that's not at all what he is, right? But movie wise, <laughs> they made him to be the stick in the yeah. mud completely. Yeah. And again, and on the other side of the movies, they uh, on the comics, they completely turned him whatever into whatever he was. He's dead. Spoiler alert. All right, so <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, so Maybe. yeah, so he gets hit. He has to go running through the house to try to find. After he puts on his ruby quartz glasses to uh, to hold back the full the fulfillment <laughs> of his power, um, <laughs> he looks for her in a room, and then he gets hit by a, we'll call it a side bolt, and uh, the time for talking is over, lover. And then you see Dark Phoenix standing over his charred body to be concluded. Um, I remember seeing this back in when I was 13, as clear as day. This is pre-internet, pre-wizard, pre-whatever. And I was like, damn, she was the phoenix. It was. You know, <laughs> like completely freaked out. Like I can honestly say I re- I've read issue 175 probably 175 times, even after I knew <laughs> she wasn't. I, it was just one of my favorite issues. I was like, man, they did bring her back, and they did kind of do it in a cool, you know, 13-year-old way. It's like, dang! You know, um, so that's it. I mean, you know, when you see this, you can you can hardly look at it and think, like, wow, they didn't just bring her back. That's a great, like, final splash page there, by the way, by Paul Smith with yeah. her standing over him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, his art was just so. stellar, man. Yeah. So, do y'all remember reading that when you were younger, thinking that this was her, or you already knew when you were back reading it, Brother Beavers? I think I was reading it in reverse, so I don't think there was okay. any mystery. But I think yeah, reading too. it, yeah. I like reading it now again. I, even though they like show him obviously in in a lot of places, they really do a subtle job of bringing Mastermind through the story. And, yeah. Uh, so it's not yeah. as overt as it as it could otherwise be. That you know, this is very clearly his plot. So I, I think they handle that part of it really well, and they make. I've come to understand, like after the big Phoenix saga, like the Hellfire Club is much more significant. It's just they're doing it in all these shadowy kind of backdoor ways, and so mm-hmm. I, and that that sort of makes that gives me sort of a, a little bit better appreciation for them. Um, you know, just the way they operate is, is makes them a little more compelling. Yeah, and they also, I mean, they've been setting this up, too, for a while. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to remember the first issue where Mastermind, like, had makes some sort of appearance. I mean, if you can take it back to before Storm Turn, which is, like, 171 or so. I mean, so they've set it up to a point to really get to, the, you know, to this issue. 
And, you know, if you're reading it closely, again, now as a 13-year-old, if you're reading it closely now, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, 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 oh. There's all these little stop signs where you're like, oh, now I get it. You know, his his still his um, motivation for this and still not figuring out how he put his brain back together after uh, the other Phoenix freaking, you know, dropped his brain in a different universe or whatever in 135, you know, that's never really fully explained. But, you know, he's back. It's mastermind. This is about as cool as you'd be able to make him, right, Sammy? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, when I seeing if if we didn't know that mastermind was you know behind a lot of this stuff i really would have thought it's like oh shit they really did bring it back <laughs> but with him um you know uh doing the cloak and dagger behind the scenes i had a feeling as like well it's got to be something to do with them and uh uh yeah <laughs> what was your original question <laughs> completely no so i was just saying like did you you know is that's about as cool as you're going to be able to make mastermind basically oh, on yeah, his power yeah. Yeah, basically. And and since you uh, asked that, it brings me uh, to another question. Exactly what are his powers? Because reading these two stories kind of smashed what I thought his his powers were. So is he a telepath and um, um, basically that can project uh, illusions directly into people's minds to to the point where they actually think they're real? Or is it – or am I wrong? Because – for the. Phoenix, when he got into Phoenix's head, he had to use some sort of device to get into her brain. Oh, that's, yeah, mind tap. Uh, so yeah, he yeah, wasn't a telepath, and I think, and and a lot of that was also ab- amplified or used by um, the White Queen was helping with that as well. Right. And in right. this one, um, and again, I, you know, it might have been one of the details that skipped over, whatever. But I think this is just him projecting his illusions. And they're so realistic that yeah, exactly. you know people yeah. can't, um, you know, they just can't tell the difference. Um, that would make a lot I mean, more sense because there was a lot of stuff that I was kind of like, "What is happening with some of these things?" You know, right. and I didn't, I'm not knowing that at the time, I was like, "Well, hell, I must be missing something," or they, right. he, they changed his power somehow. So that's yeah, kind yeah of he does, he does create, he does project mental illusions into the people's brains, and he was augmented mm-hmm. by the White Queen. Yeah, and so I okay. think like okay. he. He, uh, I think he fools Wolverine too because it's mental. He fools Wolverine because he can't mm-hmm. just like smell around or smell it. Mm-hmm. Right. But, it's, but I think the way they've got around that is like he has to project not just the image and the sound, but also those other features in order to trick Wolverine. So yes, and gotcha. as well as you know, in in the creepy kind of mode about dress, dressing Madeline Pryor up. In the Phoenix costume yeah. as well. It's like, it, yeah, that's a little bit creepy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I was going to mention that, yeah. Yeah, that's a little weird. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so On uh, one issue 175, the 20th anniversary issue of the X-Men, another great cover. We're going to miss you, Paul Smith. Um, mm-hmm. Just a great cover. Comics are only a dollar, man. Golly. Damn. Uh, yeah, Ooh. I wouldn't be reading from this torn if they were still a dollar. <laughs> um, uh, so the issue opens up where the X-Men are all together now, uh, except for Cyclops, who's going to be coming back here very shortly. Wolverine is back from his um, worldwide tour of getting us uh, curved. And, um, you know, they're using their powers to take down a rotted tree. Uh, that's basically it. Um, Look at it. Like, wait a minute. 
Look at his face when I'm all look at his neckerchief. He's got a little neckerchief tied on. I was going to mention that if you didn't. Yeah. So apparently Peter either has like unstable molecule genes or he's got like a closet full of big dolls he can put on. (laughs) Yeah. Nightcrawler's got some socks on. Yeah. Over his socks. And then as you pointed out, Rogue never changes her costume. Yeah, I was just about to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I know you joined the team and all, but you don't get clothes until after six months. Rookie Like, you're pledging a fraternity. Yeah. And don't walk on the grass either. All right. Um, yeah, it's they're just using their powers out in the yard. There's a sugar that's dropped in there, and then they see this huge Phoenix effect appear out of the sky. And then they see somebody. It disappears real quick, and you see somebody falling out of the sky at rapid speed. Um, and then the two flyers go up and try to pick them out. And, of course, it is Cyclops, and it's just – one of Dark Phoenix has returned. You know, we've been setting this up for seven issues now. It, it's happened now. It's finally happened. Scott or Charles makes his mental projection, like everybody come into the lab so I can figure this out. Um, Lalandra has already dipped. I'm, I'm not mistaken here. <laughs> yeah, she's already gone back to space. So, well, remember how she freaked out at the wedding if she had seen that. You know, she was taking knives out and was ready to throw. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it was real quick, if you remember. Uh, Lelandra wasn't playing. Um, so, yeah, and so Cyclops gives a very Claremont recap of what happened. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, was, I got engaged. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, you know, but I wasn't real sure shit. And so before I consummated that engagement and stuff, I was like, hey, by the way, are you Phoenix and stuff? And she punched me in the face. <laughs> and yeah. then um, after I got I was up, a man I, possessed. Each time I put my doubts behind me, they reappeared. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Nobody talks like this. So after I put my clothes back, after I put my glasses back on, I went looking for it, and I got hit by a side bolt, and then the next thing I know, I was falling out of the sky. Nice word. We need a psych evaluation for Cyclops. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. He should, have made himself, he should have made himself sound better. I don't know. She just went crazy, Professor. I don't know what happened. It's almost like you're talking like, you crazy. You set your ass down here. This exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even Rogue is looking at him, like, rolling her eyes. Like, like this motherfucker is crazy. crazy. <laughs> that means something coming from her, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So Xavier's like, all right, well, let's figure this out. You know, he's like, well, I should have I should have felt that. Like, if Jean was back, I would have felt her, you know, her her essence, her aura, that aura. Her, her purple and, aura. Um, yeah, her aura literally is orange. <laughs> so, um, like, he can't, uh, like, he's like, I should have done this. Let me put on my Cerebro hat and, you know, kind of figure this out. You know, it amplifies my uh, psychic abilities. Uh, that is all. That is his Ruby Quartz thing, by the way, with Cerebro. And um, once he turns it on, he gets shocked, and everybody's like, ah! And they pulled him <laughs> out of part of it. And allegedly, he almost died um, from this. Now, the funny thing is, is like, okay, like, oh, let's get him to the infirmary and um, Nightcrawler teleports him. But forever he's always talking about teleporting people and, like, it hurting them. It's like, oh, he almost died. Let me teleport him then. Like, what? Eh. Yeah. yeah I, mean, they... I mean, he mentions it, like, oh, I hope that didn't worsen your condition by doing that. But if y'all was really worried about it, like, why did you? I mean, how far is the infirmary away? Plus, we won't even talk about the fact that that was a blind teleport, too, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
we could go on forever. Yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, I can't teleport blind. Oh, except when it, you know, fits the story arc. So, yeah. There you go. But anyway, so they're going over this. Yeah, because comic. Hashtag because comic. So they're going over Mm -hmm. the whole process of, all right, well, how'd this happen? And, you know, Kitty, you're the computer expert. You do something about it. Like, oh, okay. She's got the dragon with her, by the way. So, what was that? No, I didn't say Oh, okay. And so, as they're trying to figure this out, um, there's there's a good panel where Storm is explaining what she thinks is happening, and you can see Cyclops in the background there, and you can see his face is kind of like it just looks different. And then when you go to the next panel, it's like, um, well, you know, would you believe it's the end of the world over the next couple of panels, and Phoenix. Levitates, uh, comes yeah. out of. Uh, yeah, he's like, whatever, like, almost like he was possessing him and just Yeah, like, and it was, I mean, it's yeah, a crazy. Was, yeah. Crazy. I was freaked it's out crazy. at 13 watching this. Like, you know, yeah. I was kind of freaked out. Yeah, it's weird because look at his face when he's like, would you believe? Like, that? that's a real yeah, that, that's looking a nice. <laughs> that's a crazy yeah. looking, yeah. Yeah, face. Yeah. yeah. And then nice it's, hi guys, miss me. And then Storm drops the Phoenix. And then the battles go. And then this is the funny part. The battle oh. goes pretty much like it's Secret Wars. <laughs> Yet it's an illusion. On it. I mean, yeah. but you think of it, it's an illusion. Like, he's not doing anything other than playing with their mind. Like, that's what's really happening to him. But they literally right. take an illusion ass-kicking. Like, from yeah. an illusion. An illusion ass-kicking, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. basically it. I mean, nobody's able to get offense. Nobody. Nobody. No, I mean, I guess Kitty is the only one who gets offense, and then somehow she gets shocked by trying to phase through her. I mean, it's just—I mean, it's a literal tail whip. I mean, but the art is great, by the way. Like, I think all Phoenix renditions come from Byrne and Paul Smith. I mean, it is of awesome. Course. The picture yeah. where uh, she's about to choke slam Rogue is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's a great <laughs> shot too. Yeah, catching catch that Yeah. Well, and Rogue loves to lead with her chin, man. Yeah, oh, and then she gets all boomed again. Or <laughs> I've always yeah, him. seen Rogue get, get her ass kicked anyway, because I secretly kind of hate the character for some reason. I don't know. Oh, why. really? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I love don't the know. Character. I don't know why. I really don't. It's just, and she can be a jerk sometimes. I guess, but I don't, I don't know. It's, okay. it's by, by like issue, that, but. by issue two hundred, she's like, like one of their best fighters. Uh, you know, I mean, oh really? yeah, yeah. I mean, she becomes a, a, almost like another version of Wolverine. You know, outcast that comes in and becomes a another cornerstone of the team. I mean, she's actually right. very valuable. You know, by the time yeah. like with issue two hundred, actually before that, she's you know pretty much a stalwart regular. But uh, right, yeah, um, just whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's a big, it's a big ass kicking. Everybody, Wolverine's like, yeah, man, I'm good. I'll come back later. It's not, I'm not worth it. Or it's not worth it at this point in time. So she leaves, and then all these illusions keep coming up about what she's actually doing, but it's not really actually happening. She goes to space, blows up the Star Jammers, goes to the Avengers Mansion, blows that up too. And it's a great shot of where you see the Phoenix yeah. effect like out in the city. That's just awesome. And um, I mean, it's, I mean, this is a great issue. Yep. I mean, it's a great issue, man. Like yeah. honestly, yeah. I mean. It, to be concluded or whatever, but it is a great freaking issue. Um, and it gets better. Like, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm reading this. I'm actually getting, like, goosebumps thinking about, like, what's actually about to happen. And I've read it, again, a thousand times, this issue. And, you know, uh-huh. Cyclops is, is hurt 
but he's really not hurt. It's the same. If, you know what? They should have brought in Mastermind to put some illusions in Charles's head that he was walking. <laughs> Maybe that would have hurt. Because he's convinced Cyclops that he's on his deathbed and he's about to float to go see his mama to walk into the light and it's really not the case. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, like, it's just like yep. a projection in his mind. And yeah. it just, yeah, I mean, it's really. It's only an illusion, but he's still, he's actually having near-death experiences. So I was like, oh, damn, what the hell is actually, this issue confused, as good as it is, it, there's a lot of things about it that confuse the hell out of me. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to like, suspend a lot of disbelief. But, a whole lot. Yeah, I understand what you're <laughs> saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Cyclops realizes the, the jig is up and what's going on, and he also realizes who's the one that's doing it as well. And then he, this is a, a little bit of a Scooby-Doo moment where he goes and, you know, right. yeah. he, in like, yeah, in three panels, like, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to go this way. Let me go this way because I got to go rig the danger room for his mastermind of a plan here. Uh, no pun intended. intended. Yeah, and um, <laughs> he, so uh, is, is it is it possible that what's happening here is that Mastermind has released him from control? Uh, is that uh, because he, because he wants him to be you know he wants him to experience his friends trying to kill him? Spoiler alert! Right, sure. that's, that's, that's the only yeah, that's oh, yeah, reasonable I mean, That's that yeah. definitely sounds like something he would do. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, because again, he'd had him under control. You know, since he. Since Alaska, you know, and since yeah. he side, you know, blasting him from there, you know, and you got, I mean, you also have to be thinking about, okay, so he's dropping from the sky. Like, did you have a plane up there that you drop him out of? Like, I mean, like, how is all of this working all together? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you got to suspend some disbelief, but hashtag mm-hmm. because comics. Yeah. So he goes in there. He's ready to uh, uh, tell the X Men <laughs> this. <laughs> The way he opens the doors is really like a freaking. It's it's very dramatic. Like this is the Cyclops' gayest moment of all time, right? Where he opens the door. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> He's like, I was going I for Aragorn from Lord of the Rings, but it didn't quite work out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I found out what's going to happen, and but see the way they're seeing it, and it was, and it is hard saying, man, that you're thinking about it too, because the way they're drawing yeah. it is like, why are they beating up Cyclops? But what the way they're seeing it is they're actually being yeah, the Phoenix, Phoenix. But they exactly. can't draw it that way. Yeah, it is very confusing. And yeah, yeah. You know, so they I bring mean, you figure in. out what's going on. I mean, cause yeah. just by what they're saying, but yeah, it, it's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Speaking of so yeah, lines, yes, he does. <laughs> and the battle begins. <laughs> um, they think they're fighting Phoenix. He does get choke slammed to the ground. Um, so, uh, Colossus catches a huge optic blast. I don't know that it could hurt him. And then now, this is Cyclops at his finest. And again, it, it does recall a little bit back to the Proteus saga. Um, mm-hmm. He's fighting them all, you know, using judo and jujitsu and all this other stuff. <laughs> Tom Yeah, he knows everybody's what they try to do. You know, he knows how they attack because he used to be the leader and scanning the Feelings or whatever, and the one that one person he doesn't know is a kitty's dragon. I'm like, oh, the fuck, man. who cares about that damn dragon? Seriously, <laughs> I wish he would have freaking seed it. Like, man, just kill it. Um, 
it's, I mean, it's it's a great little moment for Cyclops, and you know, he's like, all right, well, I they don't know what's going on. I got to get my plan in order. Um, uh, Kitty tackles him from the side in a tackle that Wolverine had been practicing with her, and um, yes, and it's it, she he he but he takes that too. He takes her offensive move and turns it into an offensive defensive move and takes her off mm-hmm. the stairs, and you know, she's going to use her powers to phase me through. I mean, this is Cyclops. This version of Cyclops is literally Captain America. This is literally Captain America Junior. Yeah. What was that, Brother Beavis? He Vulcan nerve pinches her too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. That's how he knocks her out. Yeah. Shoot, man. He, hey, that, I think that would she our nerve pinch. Uh, you know, <laughs> copyright. <laughs> <laughs> copyright issues. Yeah. My role is Write a check now. Problem. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and write that check. Um, yeah, and so they go into the danger room. Um, and then he had set up, and you could see on his little belt buckle in one of the panels that he has, like, his, a little remote control his, that he... His Casio calculator. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Casio ca- calculator, which is, the, which is the empowerment of all of my uh, mathematical skills <laughs> in the danger room. Um, yeah. And... It is a calculator, Brother Beavis, now that I'm looking at it. Damn. Yo, this is a straight-up calculator. It ain't even scientific. (laughs) (laughs) Like the dude with the bread machine on Cloud City. (laughs) The ice cream maker, whatever it was. It's 1983. I'm just surprised it's not powered by, like, solar power. Had that little thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so... Yeah, he he turns the danger room into an environment that he had designed in, I would say, two minutes. Somehow he was able to design <laughs> the whole that. freaking danger room panel mm-hmm. uh, for him to take advantage of them. Um, I love rule greens as cripes there. Um, and so they, <laughs> you know, they they set up a plan like we got to capture him. He's thinking he's got to bide his time in the danger room, but you know now they're on my turf now. Dun dun dun, and you know that's pretty much it. And then we finally do get a shot of Jason Wingard. He's got Madeline Pryor in the Phoenix Guard, and he put her in. And um, that's not great. He's got some Cravassier as well. He does have some Cravassier. <laughs> and I'm fairly certain. Well, yeah. And I'm fairly certain Jason Wingard probably doesn't smoke Newports. Those are probably some <laughs> fancier cigarettes. <laughs> it's probably a fancier cigarette. Uh, he did not get to corner store to get a pack of Newports. Um, but yes, yeah, so he basically Scooby Doo's his plan um, and explains to uh, monologues to her about why he's doing this and what he's doing it for. Um, that's basically it. I mean, and then she does talk about you know Jean Grey taking his mind or whatever. He's like, eventually I recovered. <laughs> <laughs> I got better. <laughs> My mind got sent into the deepness of space, and I saw I saw creation. But you know, I got better, man. Sure. I got over it. <laughs> yeah, I got over it. You know, <laughs> put some tussin on it. Yeah, put some tussin on it, and I was good, man. Um, <laughs> Just some tussin on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I took a bath and. So yeah, that I mean that's basically it. And, you know, he's, again, he literally explains his whole plan uh, to her in every shape, way, shape, or form. And he loves kissing Scott's bitches, too. Yeah, yeah. woohoo. But I want to do that. Yeah. yeah, he is. Well, he, hey, man, 
Did you really trust that dude to have been putting her in a costume like that? Maybe he's just projecting an illusion of the costume on her. Nah, no. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> like, since you're unconscious. Um, yeah, so this is Cyclops again, back to the danger room. He's running all over the place. He's doing freaking parkour, essentially, man. Jumping <laughs> off shit. <laughs> he really is, man. Yeah, no he, This is it. And, uh, you know, he ambushes Wolverine and Colossus. <laughs> Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> You're going to see a pair of legs up in there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my oh, gosh. Funny. And, yeah, I mean, and in, in Cyclops knowing that Wolverine is the one he's going to have to take out first because Colossus fights it good. And, um... He's like, let me take him out first. Um, and just, you know, I mean, he literally is just doing like every freaking like jungle move all the way through the jungle, and Colossus jungle is trying to catch him down, but he gets taken out by quicksand, of course, because uh, he's Colossus. Yeah, it just it just doesn't yeah. work out. Yep, it just doesn't. And um, Storm winds up getting hit. Um, well, wait a minute, what happened to Storm here? I think I'm missing a panel in my app here. Didn't he shoot her uh, down from the sky? He shoots her. Yeah. yeah, she's throwing lightning at him, and he kind of does a cyclops, cyclops move, and that's yeah. Okay, yeah, my my, my okay, my app. Yeah, it missed a it skipped a panel there. I was wondering about that. Yeah, he takes out yeah. Rogue with some poppy seeds. <sighs> I mean, but think about the plan that he has. He put this room together in ten minutes. He took out all the X Men. He came up with another plan to have yeah. Rogue take. You know, using and now Rogue has been with the team for a couple of issues, and he wasn't even there. He only met he first met Rogue at the wedding, right? Well, they fought her. Didn't he fight her prior to this, though? Well, yeah, um, I guess. I think so. Yeah. yeah, probably. But still, I mean, he knew about her powers. He, I mean, he concocted this whole thing to get, you know, her to take Charles's powers to get into everybody's brain to let them know that what's going on. I mean. Again, this is peak Cyclops. You're not going to see any version, especially after this, especially after he marries Madeline Pryor, you're not going to see any version of this version of Cyclops shit ever again. I mean, he has some moments here and there, but even when he's leader of X-Factor, he's still, he's not in a great place. It's not like this. No, No, he's not in a great place. Brief brief spurts, but not like this. Yeah, well, maybe at the relaunch with the, the Jim Lee stuff, Maybe in that relaunch he's a little bit better, um, right. but not not all together. Um, but this they still fuck around because they do the thing with Psylocke where she's like trying to come between him and Gene and yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, yeah, it's bad. I mean, but yeah, this version of Psylocke, <laughs> sayonara, bro, because we ain't never gonna see you again. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's basically. <laughs> yep, yeah. it's basically yeah. his plan. He tells Rogue now. Somehow, who rogue when she touches people, she can't control their powers, emotions, whatever. Somehow, he's a damn um, Xavier whisperer. It was like, all right, yeah, do it like this, girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 because remember, she came, to, she came to the X-Men because she couldn't control her powers. So, yeah. But like three issues from now, Cyclops is like, I got you, girl. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you good, girl? You good? I got you. And it teaches her how to use the power here. Charles's powers in three panels. Yep. And then finally, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been fighting Phoenix. And they give you the panel. Like, yeah, you know, and she gets in everybody's head, tells them everything that's going on. And then eventually, you know, Mastermind tries to put the jig is up again. It just doesn't work because everybody knows kind of, sort of. And she tries to shoot him with a side boat, but then there's a like a gun that goes off at the same time that Wolverine hears the silencer. And um, he's like, wait a minute, you know, the jig is up, something's right, you know, Sykes on the level. And Storm's like, all oh, word, well, we're going to flood the whole room out. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, we're going to see who's here. To, well, also, but also to the expense of everybody else, too. Like, that's like another Storm thing, too. It's like, well, you know, I'm going to find out who it is. And we're going to find out. And she didn't care who else was in the room. And I remember, you know, uh, Ro- or Xavier's laid up in there. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, I don't care. And, you know, she floods out the room and finally finds Mastermind in there. And, you know, and you, again, her, she isn't, she's in control of her powers now. She's just, like, not using them in the most responsible ways in this panel. But yeah. it's not like she's, like, in, out of control like she was before. And then they finally see Mastermind, and then he was Wolverine was going to kill him, but then Ro or excuse me Storm stops him. Um, but that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. And then the issue starts to wind down, and basically Cyclops is like, "Well, uh, it doesn't flow like Gene does, by the way. It doesn't come <laughs> off the tongue, you know. I could see why they didn't use that in the animated series. Yeah, um, I was just saying, and, I'm surprised they never went there. I'm surprised yeah. they never went there too. Um, Me too. But, uh, but they kind of bungled the whole Jean's gone and back anyway. Plus, yeah. she didn't, they didn't kill her in the comic or in the yeah, cartoon. And, yeah, well, yeah. They they didn't. Well, feel like I guess that's the big them. problem. So, yeah. Well, they also bungled her. You know, after she does uh, fix the Imkron crystal or whatever, and she leaves. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. she just kind of randomly shows back up. Yeah. Like, well, I think like, they, hey. that's when they started having, like, scheduling and production problems. So they showed them all yeah. out of order. Yeah. yeah. But I think you yeah. kind of watch it the way it's supposed to go. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And so yeah. I have to retract my theory because Mastermind's out. She's still in the costume, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He yeah. actually put her in the costume. Man, that ain't the only thing he probably did. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. that's basically it. And I, I hated this line. Um, like he goes, you know, after he gives her mouth to mouth or whatever, and she goes, mm-hmm. "Here, here, darling, I'm here." He goes, "Hi," and he goes, "Hi yourself," which is something that he said to Gene. I was like, "Yeah, exactly. yeah." Dude, that's they were try- they were trying at the time. They had remember they weren't planning on actually bringing Gene Gray back at this moment uh, with early '80s. So they were trying to like it was like. Uh, Bring Madeline in and say, "Okay, this is this is it. We're we're not going to have Gene anymore." And this is new Gene. <laughs> yeah, this is new Gene. New Gene. <laughs> <laughs> the old Gene is gone. New Gene. Yeah. Like, new Gene. Let's, let's bring back original Gene. Yeah, the rest of the day is history. Uh, jeez. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. And so Cyclops is getting married. Eight issues after he met this chick. Whatever, man. Um, it's a it's a celebration, bitches. And um, they bring everybody back. There's your mutants that you see that you know. Lalandra came back from space for that. Charles stuck in a wheelchair. Um, All right. So wait a minute. They so they they have the danger room, and apparently you can in ten seconds make up an obstacle course that allows you to defeat the X Men. <laughs> and, and so for a party room, they put a 
Santa in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You know, at the danger room, I can give you a huge freaking million-dollar wedding. Uh, Damn right. Yeah, we don't need to go through all this shenanigans. And once again, like, where's where's Cyclops paying for this thing? Um, I, I like the fact that the Star Jammers weren't invited. Like, you know, <laughs> hey. This is like, yeah, y'all. Corsair was like, Corsair's like, can I get my plus one? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> you I coming in. <laughs> I never realized that all this time. Anyway, yeah, Shoot, man. I'm like, why they got to watch the space? I'm like, Corsair made it to the wedding, but you couldn't, man. It was like chicken, fish, or uh, <laughs> chicken, fish, or frisky. <laughs> so, yeah, they yeah. didn't make it, man. This is awful. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, it's just bad. But you know, it's just the typical wedding scene. All the typical, all the couples are there. Um, uh, Wolverine does not have a happy look. Also, does not have a plus one. He looks <laughs> yeah. straight up mad. Well, <laughs> but Carol is there. I'm assuming that's Carol Danvers. And yeah. she showed up yeah, for the wedding, yeah. you know, um, and then I was trying to look to see who all the bridesmaids were. Is Polaris there? Yeah. Green hat? No. No, no, it doesn't look like it. No. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it is what it is. Well, yeah. yeah. So he married. Oh, Lander came back. Yeah, she did come back. Yeah. Yep. And then it actually says John Romita Jr. did some of the pages on this. He did the last part of this book. That yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you can kind of tell because yeah, yeah, the artwork got the line a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what though? I mean, and I mean, I mean, we all know this from whatever we know. I mean, you know, some artists. I mean, the way he draws, he might have had some uh, uh, getting the books out on time issue. You know, issues. So mm, um, right. And Ramita Junior. and Ramita Senior. You know, I remember from back in my day, they were people that were drawing multiple books a month. So, oh, yeah, uh, they were popular, yeah. I mean, they were just throwing books out, you know, two and three books a month. So it wasn't I – mean, he's just probably somebody that had a hard time getting meeting those deadlines. Um, but that's pretty much it. Cyclops marries Madeline Pryor. We all know that this will not be a happy union for much longer. Mm-hmm. Or for too long. Actually, it's going to be a happy union for a few years, uh, probably for almost three years um, before mm-hmm. it really turns to crap, uh, before the union comes back. Yeah. yeah. And um, – I mean, so it does work. Uh, I read ahead a little bit. Um, you know, she does actually become a, a full functioning member of the X Men. Uh, you know, in helping them. Yeah. You know, helping them not fight people, but at least you know being a part of the team. Uh, everything just goes south for them once she gets pregnant, and then then we'll get into Goblin Queens and all that stuff at a much later date. But it's um, it's the end. So yay. We we end you, Paul Smith. We give you a, a a brother's comic salute. Your artwork was great, and they handed you, I would say, almost probably four or five classic classic issues of the Uncanny X Men. Um, so well done, my good and faithful servant. All right, so <laughs> just trying to get him um, on the show. <laughs> yes, I keep trying to get him <laughs> on the show. Right gonna, there, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it, man. I shoot, man. I keep trying. I keep sending emails. Nobody responds. That's okay. Um, <laughs> All right, so let's real shift real quick. And so we're kind of looking ahead, and I only looked ahead to 176 and 177. 
Um, like 176 is kind of a standalone issue. Um, it's really a filler issue. Um, and then 177 was, um, oh, the return yeah. of uh, 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 Caliban or whatever. Oh, no. Oh, right. Is it that? Mystique. Mystique, yeah. In arcade, our, our boy Arcade. And your boy Arcade, yeah. Okay. I think he just he was just set up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember the like Mystique a... story pretty well. Oh, this yeah. is the Freedom Force is where we go. Oh, yeah, and then this is yeah. where if they turn, yeah, they turn Colossus, spoiler alert, they turn Colossus to stone. Yeah. And then they have to yeah, go to the Morley, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah, pretty good. Morley to heal him, and then they say, yeah, she stays there. Yeah, and that's how yeah. they okay. get her city to, yeah, go back to right. them. Okay. Yeah, good issues, not classic stuff for sure. Um, no. And more Kitty Pride than I would want to imagine, so we'll see how far the... <laughs> The skip button goes. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to shift into our like an extra topic here. We always do on the tail end of our podcast. Um, the the extra topic this week is the Batman. Um, news has come out this week, and we're going to run DC a little bit. So if you don't like us running DC, <laughs> go ahead and stop the podcast now. Well, you should have been uh, gone a long time ago anyway. Yeah, yeah if you like most, though. <laughs> Uh, you'll know that this is something that, and it's again. I tried to post this on somewhere. I was like, you know, not like I'm cheering against DC movies to be bad because why would I pay twelve dollars to go see a bad movie? I want it to be good when I get there, but it has to be good too. So, uh, word come out this week, uh, allegedly or before that, the Batman, a, a solo Batman movie with Ben Affleck, was which he was going to write, produce, direct, and star in. Um, there have been rumors or things coming out like, oh, you know, we're working on the script. The script isn't right yet. You know, just trying to get on the script. And, you know, it's just, you know, we're just really working on the script, the script, the script. And they were asking him about it as he was trying to promote his what happened to be a bomb lift by night movie. So then it comes out later on that, you know, uh, he is not going to direct a movie that came out, I guess, earlier this week or late last week that Ben Affleck is not going to direct The Batman. Uh, citing essentially that it was just going to be too much for him uh, to try and to write, produce, direct, and star. And then it comes out like a little bit today and speculating that Ben Affleck might actually be dropping the Batman, like he would not do the solo Batman movies. He would just fulfill his Justice League commitment, which is at this point at least two movies. So the question on the table for the panel is, do we really need another Batman solo movie, whether it's Ben Affleck or any, anybody else? And, well, let's go with that one first. Do we need another Batman solo movie, Brother Beaver? Well, uh, you know, if you're expecting them to have sort of like any any sort of multi-year plan for the Marthaverse where they're going to unfold a story <laughs> that's got like, you know, because... Even though each of the Marvel movies is, is, you know, well, many of them are unique. There are ties between them. So what is the, what is the, the part of the Batman story that advances, the, advances what they're trying to do? And I would argue here that you know, we all know what Batman is, so that's, that's the thing we need to catch up on the least. I mean, we need to know what Flash is in the movies. We need more Wonder Woman. We need to know what Aquaman's doing. So there's there's a lot of things from the newer characters in the in Justice League who haven't been exposed in the cinematic universe. 
um, that I think we, you know, that from a storytelling perspective, you know, they need to spend some time with them unless they're just going to make the whole thing like the big three throughout, mm-hmm. which, you know, they could do, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I feel like we could, let, let me say it this way. I feel like we could get by without it, but, mm-hmm. I, but who knows what they're trying to do at this point. Well, I'm not sure yeah. that they all together know, uh, saying, hey, yeah. Do you think we need another Batman solo movie? Because this would be, and I think when Brother Beavis and I did our little ranking of the Batman movies, I think we were at seven solo Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Sounds about uh, right. Six, 66, and uh, two Nolans, or, not, or mm-hmm. three Nolans, that's three four, Nolans. Uh, two um, Burtons, that's what, three, right. what was that, five? Al Kilmer. And then yeah, and then two more. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're at seven, so uh, we'd be getting up to seven nine. Solo. Nine solo movies for Batman. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Do we That's need a lot. No, we don't need another one. But you know what Batman is? It's a paycheck for Warner Brothers. It's the sh- it's the sure shot. That's what they run back to whenever they have something that doesn't exactly go right or where they feel just they just <laughs> want to get another franchise story. Well, make another Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, and obviously with the uh, um, reject rejection of of not, maybe not rejection but Batman vs Superman obviously didn't make the money they thought they was gonna make so and what was the best thing that about that movie it was Ben Affleck's Batman I mean uh, it was probably one of the best version of Batman I think we've seen uh, it's debatable between that and the Nolan verse. I mean, depends, I guess, what style you want. But um, it was spot on, a very good Batman. And uh, WB is so reactionary that they go with the hot hand. It's like, well, everybody loved uh, that Batman and Batman vs. Superman, so let's make another Batman movie. Everybody loved Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad. Make a Harley movie with two motherfuckers we don't give a shit about. You know, I mean, they are so reactionary. That's what they do, which is, you know, obviously their biggest weakness too. I would say, but uh, need it no, but you know they're they're going to run back to it whenever they uh, feel insecure about something. So that's what they're going to do. I've kind of felt that they should have just built everything from like the Trinity and on out. Like, you know, yes. there's so many yeah. people that you could associate with Batman that are ground level non powered heroes that you could have introduced in Gotham or in some version of through a Batman movie that would work. And then you could use Wonder Woman to introduce another set of heroes and villains for that matter that mm-hmm. makes sense in her world. Not Chitara, but like, you know, <laughs> super powered god-like creatures that you could introduce or creatures or monsters or whatever you wanted to introduce in, you know, Wonder Woman. And then, you know, Superman could have a almost a space-like outer space kind of, uh, not appearance, but outer space uh, part to his character where you could put the Green Lantern core in there. Like, you, there's just ways, I think, of being able to do it without just going back to Batman is just like, all right, well, nothing else is working. All right, let's make another Batman movie. Because to me, the Batman mm-hmm. product is completely saturated. Like, it's completely, completely saturated. I don't exactly. think that there's anything that you can do 
to make it fresh anymore because all you're going to do is keep circling back to, well, when are we going to put the Joker in it? Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's it. Because think about his rogues. They're awful. Uh, y'all did that Spider-Man or well, y'all did the X-Men rogue. I think we talked about doing Spider-Man or maybe we did that podcast. I don't even remember anymore. But I know Batman <laughs> rogues are terrible. People talk about them being good. They're not good at all. He has the Joker and a bunch of freaking morons. You know, almost <laughs> like, well, the Riddler, oh, the Penguin, uh, no, mm-hmm. Mad well, Hatter, Poison no, Ivy. no. Yeah. it's yeah. just bad, man. And people that yeah. wouldn't, not wouldn't, but they have a hard time probably translating to the big screen. So it's just like, I don't know. Well, I, I think could... you touched on something there as far as the, the you know, the, sort of changing up the settings. I mean, you, you could see how they had to really shoehorn all the characters together because of the disparity of the power level. And so right. you have this big, mm-hmm. you know, battle of people hitting progressively harder and harder, and we, we make pains to tell you that the city's already been evacuated and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, mm-hmm. a Superman movie in space where he can cut loose, not when he's trying to figure out what his role in society is. I mean, that's, yeah. we've had so yeah, many yeah. movies like that. But let's mm-hmm. yeah, let's take him to space and see what happens when he's fighting aliens and people on his power level. You don't have to worry about knocking over buildings and stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and introduce something in that realm of that's related to being in space. I mean, I think they mm-hmm. could do that, and I just don't like. I think. I, I mean, I not think. I know they panicked out of their minds when freaking Batman Super, or Superman didn't do as well as it did. Like, oh, we're in trouble mm-hmm. now. We got to figure mm-hmm. something out. Like, let's get this Justice League movie out. And let's Batman. I mean, they're just yeah. Batman. Go to Batman. Yeah. And like, and I really think you know. Again, this is just the bros' calendar opinion. I really think that, you know, Ben Affleck is, you know, moonwalking out of this Batman thing. Like, I really think that's what he's doing. Like, yeah, I'll do that Justice League movie, but, you know, I'm not going to put my career, which is, you know, sort of on an upswing. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I feel, I you know, feel like he, he distinctly yeah. recalls, recalls the lean times and doesn't yeah. want to do anything <laughs> that way. <laughs> You know, I was listening to something uh, before we started. Sorry, leaner basically. than now. It's not that Ben yeah. Affleck's ever been, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was saying, they were, they, I was listening to something before we started the podcast. They were talking about Affleck, his, that passion project movie he had, uh, was it Live by Night? And it kind of yeah. tanked. And yeah. there's speculation kinda, that he's kind of running from that failure now and he doesn't want to have a potential another flop, you know, having mm. two flops in a row is um, kryptonite, <laughs> yeah. if you will. No pun intended. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he no well, pun intended. Was the accountant was successful? Yeah, the accountant was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. But I think yeah, but also... Yeah, that Live by Night one was, yeah, the one that he, it was his big packs of pocket. He directed it, he started it, he, he did produced all that it, and, you know, yeah. it didn't do well. So um, I think he's kind of running scared from having two in a row. Um, I never thought about that, but that, that, that's made me think. I was like, oh, that might be, he might have something there. Well, and, and you, he had committed to whatever initially when that came out. He was like, oh, he's going to do like three Batman movies. And I'm like, so he's basically going to put his the rest of his career on hold forever to do Batman because those movies don't come out every year. You know, yeah, they take exactly. two and three years to produce, so he's going to mm-hmm. give up, like, ten years of his life to do Batman movies. They have to get really... in and out of shape for it. 
exactly. Or shape for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no it kidding. Didn't, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And you know, it's. It, and and, and what would I mean? And what would the box office? I mean, realistically, there's a lot of people that could have been in that role, and it probably would have come out just the same. I think he's right. good with it. But there was mm-hmm. like there was a there was just as much like this is a bad idea buzz as there was oh that's a great idea buzz when he mm-hmm. was selected, right? Um, and he yeah. did fine. He did good with the role, but mm-hmm. you know it's it's not really that still hard Batman. Character. Yeah, it's still Batman. And yeah, exactly. I think people kind of forget that sometimes that you're really you're talking about a dude with mental issues and a suit. That's basically <laughs> it, like a bat suit. I mean, exactly. let's not you know let's not go too crazy about his power set because he doesn't have any. So, like, I I just don't understand like why DC fans get their like kind of you know the hairs on the back of their neck up so many times about like like I don't know that DC is doing what they're supposed to do to make their universe successful. And I said this on the Brothers Counts podcast the other day. I was like, I don't. I'll be honest with you. If somehow Wonder Woman and or Justice League don't do what they're supposed to do, you're not going to see none of them other movies. Like, they're going to chuck them all. You cannot put them out. You can't because there'll be zero confidence. If somehow Wonder Woman and Justice League don't do, or at least, it, I don't know. Like, there, there's probably a, a line of demarcation. Like, if it don't cross this point, WB is like, we got to scrap this and start over. They're just like, we can't do it because the money that they're putting in is not going to what they're going to get out. And I don't know what that line is for them, but I know for me, I have no confidence in their ability to make a good movie at this point. And so I'm, you know, wading into the water very, very slowly and gently for Wonder Woman. Like, all right, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going because I think I have to, <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could by the law of averages, they have to have one one that has actually actually is a hit. I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know which one that is. I don't know, but I mean, at least I don't know. In theory, one of it's the two of them should be good. In theory, exactly. one of the two of them should be good. But I said that last year that Batman versus Superman or Suicide, one of them should be good, and neither one of them were good. Mm-hmm. And I would yeah, argue they, one of them they kind of keep really making bad. the same mistakes. Yes, continually. And yeah. I, and, I, and yeah, and I think this is something we've talked about before. Like, I, they don't know how to make a movie that's not polarizing. Like, and I don't exactly. know if they're trying to serve like two masters. The crowd doesn't hate it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, are they trying to serve two masters and try mm-hmm. to be like, all right, we want to keep it real for the comic book fans. We want to try to bring in, you know, people's spouses or whatever to that not hate it either, and they toe the line too much, or I don't know what it is, but I do know that I'm good on Batman, basically, to put a bow on this. Like, if I never see another Batman solo movie, like, I'll be completely straight, like, ever. Like, it, it's just been done. It's just been done to the inf at this point. There's nothing that you're going to be able to do to make it that much more interesting because you're not going to be able to... I mean, just think if they're going to put who Deathstroke or whatever is the mm-hmm. is the villain in this one. Come on, man. Batman yeah. Wolf is it not? Or for Batman? No, yeah, for the the Batman. It's oh, the, the yeah, well, yeah. one that Justice League too, or or was it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, maybe yeah, it was just for the, the Batman. Movie. For the Batman, it was going to be Deathstroke. Like that was the villain for this movie. I'm like, what? Oh, really? He's a Teen Titans villain. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's a Teen Titans villain. Also unpowered. It's, 
Yeah. All right. Ugh. Okay, that's it. All right. So yeah, that's our <laughs> little side topic, man. I'm sorry, DC people. Every, I mean, again, I like I'm cheering against these movies. I want them to be successful, but we're trying. Be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be paying a whole bunch of money for y'all to be putting out some freaking garbage too. So <laughs> whatever. All right. Yeah, right, so that'll wrap up podcast. Uh, this Thursday night comic book chat about comics. You'll be able to find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Um, I did what is any brothers comics business? Uh, nothing for a while. We have uh, Star Wars Celebration. That's in April. That's huge for us, me. Uh, we have uh, South Florida RetroCon in. I want to say that's. April as, as well. We have South Carolina Comic Con coming up at the end of March. Um, one of them cons, Brother Beavis, I don't know. <laughs> Put your business in the street real quick here. One of those cons, uh, I think I sent it to your Mrs. Brother Beavis, and it was like Sting and Ric Flair were going to be at the same oh, con. Yeah. yeah, and she was like, is Scott Hall going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> Surprised she didn't say Kevin Nash. That's what yeah, I know. Yeah, but no. the other one, uh, but the other one I saw the other day was um, at one of these ones in South Florida. Booker T's gonna be at one of these. Oh, wow. I feel like Sting and Flair. It's impossible wow. for that to just not be sad. Like I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't want to be around them. Be like, man, yeah. what did I do with the nineties yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the eighties? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's bad. But it, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could be in the same spot with either or both of them and not be like, can I get this cell phone picture? Uh, so yeah, I'd be like, can you slap this figure four on real quick? I'm going to sign this and wave all liability because you slap yeah. me across the chest real quick. Would you mind taking me to school? Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, so yes, you cons coming up here this spring. Uh, we'll keep you posted. Uh, this podcast will continue as we move closer and closer to our next uh, milestone issue. Will be issue two hundred as Magneto comes to the X Men uh, in a different way as well uh, in a leadership role. So we're definitely looking forward to that. That's actually some pretty decent books after two hundred a little bit. So looking forward to that. All right. So as the producer of this podcast, I am signing off. Um, Sandman in honor of Black History Month. <laughs> That's right. You get to go first, man. Yeah, I don't know. first the... out. <laughs> yeah, Whitey to the, the back. I can say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all next week, no, y'all. Bust that bus. Every white man to the back of the bus. Right, um, <laughs> oh, too far. Oh, um, <laughs> all right. And <laughs> Brother Beavis, go sign off. I'll catch you guys next time. All right. We'll see you next week, people. Peace. Peace.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.